Oh my goodness, Browns fans. How insane was that game today? Browns, Northern Kentucky, we take them down again. They call it the Battle of Ohio. But we all know the Cincinnati Bengals are south of the border in Kentucky. The Browns, 37. The Northern Kentucky Bengals, 34. Before we get into this epic recap of this even more epic game, let's go over my picks. And as always, my picks presented by Chicken Shit, the drinking card game that you play with strangers. You're going to pick different cards. you got different challenges. And you're going to have a blast because you're playing this out at the bar with friends. You're interacting with strangers. And you don't have any frustrations or stress because the Browns won today. This is called 16 Sundays in Hell. This is the Joe Vore Podcast and the JB Podcast Network. But it wasn't a Sunday in Hell today. It looked like it was shaping up to be. But that's not where we ended up, and we all know it's all about where you ended up. So my picks, presented by Chicken Shit, go out to the bar, you're celebrating a Browns win. Maybe go out on a Monday, call off, call off work, a little sick, victory Monday action, play Chicken Shit, you aren't going to regret it. My picks, Baltimore loss, nailed it, North Kentucky win, nailed it, Washington football team win, nailed it, Dallas loss, or win, I predicted a loss, missed that one, but I hit on Indy, Pittsburgh, and Northern Kentucky. That puts me, that's right, I am 6-1 and one on the year, while my Cleveland Browns are very close behind at 5-2. and two. Now, quarter one, the Browns are, excuse me, Cincinnati. They open up with their opening drive. Red zone interception, how exciting is that? But it was completely ruined because B.J. Goodson thought he was Deion Sanders, and after he got the interception... After a tip ball from Denzel Ward about three or four yards deep in the end zone, he thought he could run it out. And he was just tackled at the four-yard line, completely ruined any sort of field position, ruined, you know, it doesn't ruin an interception because the Bengals still didn't score on that drive. But what are we doing setting up our offense at the four-yard line? And also, I blame the other defensive players that were looking to get a block for him. They should have tackled him in the end zone or thrown Bengals players into him to knock him down in the end zone for a touchback. That drove me nuts. But anyways, the Brown, Browns get a stop. Um, and then Baker, of course... Now we're going to get into good Baker, but Baker started off bad. He started off chubby Baker, you know, the Baker that showed up to the press conference after the after the Broncos game last year with a little sad mustache. Um, looked like he was catching on a midnight train going anywhere. Um, so Baker ruins it with an interception, a very, very bad interception. Baker was 0 for 5 in the first quarter with that interception um, and had to insult into injury. OBJ goes down, grabbing his knee. J.C. Treader went down, grabbed his knee. Treader returned. Odell Beckham did not. Uh, now, Burrow takes advantage, of course, of the really good field position. Kentucky up 7-0 early. Now, the Browns do nothing on offense. Um, then... Two punts, the first punt by the Scottish Hammer, incredible. Tavier Thomas, back-to-back -back punts. Thank God the second flag got picked up and it was not a penalty because uh, he was forced out of bounds. But on the punt coverage, like, don't run out of bounds if you don't have to. Don't run out of bounds if you're not forced out of bounds. It's a penalty. So they ruin a really good punt. They have another really good punt. They threw the flag. I'm like, oh, my God, I see the ref, the ref with his hat off, so I knew that he went out of bounds. I'm like... Did the same guy just do the same thing again? Definition, de definition of insanity here, folks, right? Doing something over and over and again and expecting a different result. That's what Tavier Thomas was looking like he was starting to do with this whole running out of bounds and making tackles on the punt team thing. Um, so moving on here, the Bengals are driving. Miles Garrett comes up big again, strip sack. He has like 15 
um, hundred sacks through these first eight, seven games, however many games, seven games that the Browns have played. Another forced fumble, balls loose, gets kicked around, and Ronnie Harrison Jr., new guy, still the new guy, comes flying in with a great save and a great fumble recovery along the sideline. The Browns take over. Let's see if the Browns can take advantage here. If they did in that first game, they've pretty much done it all season long. When that defense gets turnovers, that Browns offense has been turning those turnovers not only into points, but into touchdowns, which has been so huge. Uh, Browns are inside the the, the 35, Kareem Hunt, a first down run, then a negative run, and then two incomplete passes that were just not close. The Browns have to settle for three, seven to three Kentucky, and that's the end of one. Quarter number two, Browns defense gets stiff on third down, that's what she said, and forces a field goal, 10 to three Kentucky. Now, Browns start the drive, 28 yards to Landry, um, and it's followed by one of the worst play call designs. Maybe it was going to be something else, I don't know, but it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was like one of those like touch passes where Landry's coming in motion, then it was like an option pitch to Cream Hunt going the same way, and it just went absolutely nowhere. I'm like, what is Freddie Kitchens like? Where is he? Like he's am I being punked or something? Where's Freddie Kitchens? Is he calling the plays? What's going on here? Um, so that happened, but the Browns, you know, they're accustomed to this this mayhem, this madness, this ridiculousness, this this tomfoolery, whatever you want to call it. They're used to it. Baker and the guys, they get things settled in, and they're able to go down. They put together a touchdown drive, and they find Harrison Bryant. That's right, my guy Harrison Bryant stepping into that starting role at tight end on National Tight Ends Day, no less, for the injured Austin Hooper. Get me a Harrison Bryant jersey, baby. I love that guy. We're going to get to more of him later. We are all knotted up at 10 at this point. Now, as Joey Burrow does, he goes down the field and scores a touchdown for the Bengals uh, right before the half. We got a 10-17 alert, folks. 10-17, red alert. This is not a drill. Sound the sirens. Uh, put up the walls. 17-10, Kentucky at the half. Now, quarter three. The Browns get the ball to start the half. They need a really good drive. They need a touchdown so, so badly. I could just feel it deep down. I think we all could feel it. The Browns needed something here. And you know what? Let's talk more about this Harrison Bryant guy. The rookie. This was the Harrison Bryant drive. Four receptions, I believe, capped off with another touchdown to second of the day. He's got his own Harrison Bryant spike thing going. Gronk is back, but and he still has the Gronk spike, but I think Harrison Bryant is the guy that's going to take that over. When he scores touchdowns, he violently spikes the ball, and I love it. Give me, give me a Harrison Bryant uniform. I'm talking helmet all the way down. I want to be Harrison Bryant for Halloween. 17-17, we're all knotted up here. Now the Bengals... Move it easily on the Browns. Joe Burrow, 11 straight completions before a pass is finally broken up by Denzel Ward. Um, in the end zone, uh, third and goal, fade route to, I believe, A.J. Green. And before he was able to come down, Denzel Ward was able to knock it out of his hands. Big time play. Denzel Ward had a really nice game today. 20-17 uh, to 17 Kentucky at this point. And the next thing you know, it's time to put the fours up, baby. It's fourth quarter time. Here we go. Time for the Browns to win. Down three. Let's see what they can do. Um, the Browns, they continue to stay on rhythm. Baker's looking really, really good. Getting the ball out quick, not looking down the field. He's looking in all the right places, getting the ball out quick, checking it down, finding guys over the middle, intermediate, and even some of the long throws that we're going to get into, the vertical stuff. Um, he was throwing on rhythm. Three-step drop, getting that ball out quick. Um, you know, they weren't these long developing 
plays, Baker was very well protected. He looked very comfortable and did not look nervous and shaky like he usually does when he's dancing around in the pocket, waiting for plays to develop. And, and most importantly, his eyes were in the right spot, and he wasn't so focused on forcing the ball downfield to playmakers, just getting it to him in space and allowing those playmakers to do what they do, and that's to make plays. So it worked out really, really well. So the Browns keep that momentum going. They're rolling downhill right now. And they find uh, Higgins for back-to-back receptions. And then the other tight end, David Njoku. You forgot about him ever since that opening week t- uh, opening week touchdown. Then the injury, and we really haven't heard or seen much of him since. 18-yard touchdown, David Njoku. Chief slam. Browns in for six. Now, um, and at this point, it's 15 straight completions for Baker Mayfield after going 0 for 5. Uh, 24-20 Cleveland at this point. Now, this is where the defense really, really needs to step up. Get a three and out, force a punt, get a turnover, quick punt, whatever it is. Just get the ball back, please. The Browns decided to go in a different direction. Joe Burrow served up the easiest cupcake interception for Terrence Mitchell. I mean, threw it right to him. It's like in warm-ups. Just lobbed it right to him. He's looking at it. He's like, I got it, I got it. Just drops it. Surely. This won't come back to bite the Browns, right? I mean, Terrence Mitchell, I was like, does this guy deserve to have hands? What is going on here? It was the easiest touchdown, or easiest interception. Um, You know, dropped it like it's hot, all those things. Cleveland obviously doesn't want to win uh, at this point. I'm just like, what's going on here? So, Cincy, of course, they go down and score. It's 27-24 Northern Kentucky. Now, Baker, with a strike to Rashard Higgins. The resurgence of Higgins was... I think the second biggest thing behind Baker Mayfield and what he looked like today after starting 0 for 5 and with that interception in the first quarter. The return of Rashard Higgins. Remember how awesome he was in Baker's rookie year? Remember how awesome him and Baker got along? Higgins stuck around for less money for not, you know, really not much of a guaranteed opportunity, but I think today really solidified things. Odell Beckham Jr. or not, depending on what the injury severity is, I think we can feel good about. Richard Higgins getting targets, getting receptions, and being in the lineup and being a focal point of the game plan from this point forward. Um, so uh, then Landry, they tried another reverse pass. Landry's rolling left and throws an absolute dime to Donovan Peoples-Jones, his first of his career. Welcome to the show, kid. There's your first catch from a lefty wide receiver who we've seen do this before. Um, so Landry's beat up with the ribs, and then he has the the lat, the shoulder, he needs to get Tommy John surgery after after that strike in the Dallas game. You know, who knows how long he's going to need to, uh, how many weeks he's going to need to take off from throwing the football um, after this one. But just, I mean, pressure was coming, hit as he threw, and just drops a dime to Donovan Peoples-Jones. So the Browns still moving the ball here. And then Baker caps things off the drive with an easy money touchdown. Um, and Baker and the boys, they're looking good. 18 straight completions, four touchdowns for Baker at this point. 31-27 Cleveland. Now it comes up to the defense. So naturally, I'm losing my mind here. I am terrified. Um, this is a perfect time for Terrence Mitchell to redeem himself. This is a perfect time for the defense to get one of those things we like to call a stop, right? The Browns had defense that once again had other plans. Touchdown, fourth and inches. Really, really good play call. It's 31-34 Kentucky. 106 to go. No timeouts. Let's see what you got, Baker. Let's see what you got, man. And you know what we got? We got a lot. Baker delivered. He stepped up to the plate, was rolling after that first quarter, especially the second half, and it didn't stop. If they were still playing, Baker would still be rolling. 
That's how locked in Baker was. That's how much things were working for the Browns here. Like I said, 106 to go, no timeouts from the 25-yard line after the touchback. And when I look back at this game and this moment in that fourth quarter, that second half really as a whole, really the last three quarters, you know, we saw Baker Mayfield complete 21 straight passes. The only incompletion he had after that first quarter was a spike to stop the clock. So really, he had no real incompletions after that first quarter. And we're going to look back and we're going to say, this is where Baker got his swagger back. You know, if things go well from here, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're guaranteed that they're going to go well. I'm not saying, hey, we did it against Cincinnati. We're awesome, right? Super Bowl? Absolutely not. This is these are still the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm not diminishing what the Browns did to, did today. They got a win, and in the NFL against other paid professionals and against a very very good quarterback in Joe Burrow, even though Cincinnati is, you know, they are what they are. They're scrappy. Joe Burrow is really really good. But Cincinnati overall as a team isn't that great. And they were really, really beat up. So I'm not trying to take anything away from the Browns. I'm not trying to rain on this parade. I'm ex as excited as anyone. I'm excited as all the other Browns fans. But it, it's not guaranteed that things are just going to continue to go well from here. Let's see it happen next week against Vegas with a better team. And let's see it when the Browns play Houston and Philly and Jacksonville, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth, when they play Pittsburgh again at the end of the year, when they play Baltimore again. Let's see it against those teams. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I'm looking up. I'm looking, I, things are looking good. But I'm not totally sold. But this will be, if things go well, you look back on it, it's like, this is where Baker got things rolling. This is the resurgence, the return of Rashard Higgins. That's what we're going to look back on with this game in the Browns. They win it. Baker delivers a strike. Donovan Peoples-Jones, touchdown, 37-34. If you had the Browns, minus three and a half. Cody Parkey is once again enemy number one. Um, luckily, the Bengals didn't have enough time to get in field goal range and tie it up because it was still a three-point game. He missed the extra point, his first missed kick of the year. And with five seconds left, the Browns knock the ball down, and they win. They get, most importantly, at the end of the day, they get a win. They're 5-2. and two. Baker looked really, really good. It doesn't matter who it is against. The Browns can build off of this. But I'm just saying, manage expectations, Browns fans. I'm not saying the Browns are going to let you down. But I'm also not saying that they are not, not going to let you down. It could happen. We've seen this before, where the Browns let us down. But this, this team is very talented. they got a lot of players, and I think... This is going to be a really great launching pad for the Browns here. Kind of like how we thought the Cowboys game was. So then they took a step back with Baker and two interceptions against Indy, and then the Pittsburgh game was what, what is what the Pittsburgh game was. I think this is a launching pad again for the Browns. I think Baker's going to get rolling. I think we're going to see more Higgins, and hopefully the Browns are pretty beat up right now. Hopefully we see Teller come back. Hopefully Odell's injury isn't that serious. Hopefully Baker stays healthy. Hopefully Landry continues to stay healthy. And everyone else that's beat up, not beat up, whatever, continues to stay healthy. Because this Browns team, if Baker can put, put together some more of that magic, if he can kind of be that guy, watch out for the Browns. So that was a very exciting 16 Sundays in hell. And I will talk to you next Sunday when the Browns, after the Browns, take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Talk to you guys on Sunday.